0: Hello and welcome to Unframed, conversations about the arts in Saskatoon on CFCR 90.5 and streaming live around the world at cfcr.ca. I'm your host, Cole Thompson. Tonight, we are very fortunate to have as our guest, Todd Gronstahl, a Saskatoon-based artist who has just undertaken a four-week residency program at the Kenderdine Art Gallery at the University of Saskatchewan. During this four weeks, Gronstahl has developed an exhibition entitled Saskatchewan Maritime Museum. Through the incorporation of Todd's own art objects, as well as objects at the University of Saskatchewan archives, Gronsell has created a fictional maritime museum, which provokingly, and often with a grain of humor, investigates Saskatchewan's maritime history. Gronsell creates and weaves his own historical narratives throughout the objects in the show, and investigates notions of creating history. The residency and following exhibition are curated by Leah Taylor. The exhibition opens on June 16th, with an opening reception at 7.30 p.m. at the Kenderdine Art Gallery. Todd, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Let's just dig right into this. Saskatchewan Maritime Museum. There's a lot of humor, a lot of paradox built up in that. What's what's going on with this residency, with this exhibition?
1: Well, I I had a meeting with Leah about um, just what I'd been working on. I had not really met with her since I got back from art school uh, or Vancouver, and... She wanted to just see what I'd been working on. Uh, I had uh, some work for the OSAC show, Futures. Okay. Um, and it was related to some of the work that'll be in the show at the Canardine. <clears throat> and she really liked the museum sort of, she liked the museum project because she had done a lot of uh, archival work with her masters when she right. was uh, when she was studying away, and uh, she thought it lined up with maybe a project where they were considering using um, the archives as a sort of a cross um, pollination of creativity with the Kenderdine at the U of S. So.
0: Great. So is this a project that has been, been brewing for a while then before your discussions with Leah? Like what, what were sort of the initial?
1: Um, I did this project, like I did a version of it probably in 2014 or 13 <clears throat> as sort of like a one-liner like it was a little hut that would be like a roadside museum or something and it was it was about 10 square feet or 15 square feet and it only had two artifacts in it and the joke is sort of like that we don't have a maritime history and that this person just really wanted to place their stake in kind of anything to put their little uh, community on the map so they invented this maritime museum and then invented the stories and the artifacts, just so they could sort of feel uh, grounded because the prairies, you don't know, you, you can feel a little isolated or a little out, out to sea, to, For sure. to borrow a pun.
0: <laughs> right. So you're starting with this small museum, this sort of this one-liner, and now you're embellishing it. You're mm-hmm. making it bigger. You're using the archives. What sort of other work are you doing to make this bigger? So you're using the archives, but then also mm-hmm. adding more components to the museum.
1: Yeah, there was another project I'd been doing that was sort of like a a paramilitary spoof about, um, ski jump that we have, uh, in Saskatoon was disassembled in the seventies. And my take on it was, uh, sort of like this paranoid perspective of like, okay, there's a ski jump on the river bank. What is this actually for? So, um, I imagined it was for a, a missile, uh, projectile launch to, uh, quell enemy attackers who would come up the river during world war II and uh so that was a separate project but then just through talking about it it's like well obviously you know like a military um installment on the rivers a maritime uh project and then i took i knew this was coming this whole project and i took those thoughts and i did a residency in banff for uh, march so the whole time i was there i was considering that i have this maritime museum project coming up so anything i would work on or make I would sort of keep that in mind <clears throat> and then that's when i came up with the i wanted to make a bell helmet um mm-hmm. like a like an old-timey dive helmet because they had a, a bronze forge there okay and just through sort of accident of timing i couldn't use the bronze forge and we didn't have any um material i wanted to use so i ended up making it out of foam core and duct tape um which is also kind of funny because it's yeah would fall apart in the water exactly and it floats probably too.
0: so there's a lot of humor built up in your work then that seems to be a very common thread with with this museum though you are creating a lot of these humorous narratives Mm -hmm. where do you draw the line between what is true because obviously the ski jump is something that really did exist Mm -hmm. on the saskatchewan riverbanks where do you sort of are you trying to merge these stories are they sort of always blending Um, are you just sort of placing yours on top of them how do you how do you feel like that process works for you
1: uh, I think that um, maybe because these stories and objects and things about Saskatchewan are, um, first of all, they're so new, <laughs> and they're so they're not known by any anybody outside of Saskatoon, mm-hmm. that it's sort of like um, subversive um, game where you can make up whatever history you want. Um, I've explained these to people who aren't from here and. They all totally believe them because right. they just sound so ridiculous that people will as- will assume that you're not lying to their face, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah.
0: So, I mean, over the course of this four-week residency, you've obviously had people popping in at the gallery asking what's going on. Have you noticed a pretty distinct difference in opinion between people who are from Saskatoon or are familiar with Saskatchewan and people who are from outside of the province? Have you noticed any difference in that?
1: Um no, not much. Like <clears throat> it seems like the most the people, most the people I've run into are local, like artists from Saskatchewan or <clears throat> people who work in the agriculture building. Mm-hmm. And the the science people, they get off on like the way I make things, which <laughs> looks sort of like um, vaguely like a experiment or a prototype. They definitely um, do, yeah. And maybe like an engineering prototype, right? Uh, and then the art people, they get a kick out of it. Just because it's unusual, maybe. I don't know. I don't really... I don't know what's appropriate work as an artist. Right. So, um, or if there is, like, an appropriate way to work. But it seems like I work kind of outside of what uh, is the usual Mm -hmm. uh, work.
0: Is that... I know just from some of your previous work where you referenced a lot of Saskatchewan figures or people who might be known locally is that something you're conscious of when when you're creating is it something that like is it a reference to Saskatchewan or do you feel like your audience is maybe more directed at Saskatchewan people
1: yeah i, I know what you mean but i i think when we were talking the other day mm-hmm. and um and we were sort of like gathering ideas to give john for the for the artist talk right um and it seemed like all of my influences were Sassoon, Vancouver, uh, Western Canada, mm-hmm. you know? So I think I just look, I, I just, I'm just inspired by what's around me, I guess. Okay. Or, um, and then the local thing, I did it cause I thought it was funny. And sure. then, uh, I haven't really considered an audience.
0: And I don't think you necessarily have to. I just, you know, yeah. I was wondering if you're conscious of that in this, because yeah. these narratives are very, they seem very based in a certain place, a certain geography, but maybe to backtrack even to the Banff residency, what mm-hmm. sort of initiated that whole process for you? Was that something you had always wanted to do, or something that came about in the last? Because you just went in April, correct? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I had uh, I just applied because someone forwarded me the link, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't really know what to expect. I hadn't really researched it much, but it looked seemed like a it'd be a great opportunity to make work um, focused and mm-hmm. also just uh, meet you know, other makers and, and learn skills. Right. So, um, yeah, that, that was, that was a really great experience for that. Like, uh, it was like going to art school, except they treat you like an adult and they, and they facilitate you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah, that was awesome.
0: And a good portion of your work for this show was developed during that residency, correct?
1: Uh, no, just that one, that just one, one lead piece that, um, okay that bell helmet
0: piece. So, are, so most of these actually predate the residency?
1: No, there's, yes. Like, uh, there's the one major um, <clears throat> work, I sculptural work was, is sort of like a, it's like a, it's a boat, but it's sort of formed, looks like a submarine. It's supposed to be like a, sort of a scientific research station that this okay. character um, pedals up and down the river, sort of mm-hmm. collecting, um, minerals and plants so he could sort of um use them to um you know invent cures for illnesses right. or whatever this guy is just sort of like a sort of this elon musk engineering genius okay um, and uh yeah so this is his little like mobile science unit <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you're creating these narratives around around the objects. Are the narratives something that sort of evolves as you're making them? Is this something you have in mind ahead of time? And you're sort of creating the objects to sort of fill in fill in the narrative? Or how does that, where, do, where does it start? What kind of comes next?
1: Um, usually I get um, like a, a initial idea that mm-hmm. I get excited enough to start working on. And then while I'm building, like you're familiar with my work. So there's a lot of like small pieces that need to be manufactured. Yep. And a lot of sort of, you could say tedious sort of uh, procedures that go into mm-hmm. making parts, um, and that's when I kind of like daydream about <laughs> my characters and my, um, uh, the narrative, and okay. then, that gets me excited to keep working on it. So it kind of like, I build in spurts, and mm-hmm. then I like make all the parts and sort of dream up the, the um, narrative, and then build. So okay, repeat.
0: So these these texts, these narratives, they will be on display. In the exhibition or portions of them will be is that part of the plan for that
1: yeah we're gonna we're gonna have like a little little like a paragraph or two okay um to leave it kind of open-ended so that people can either uh you know fill it in themselves or um yeah
0: okay and some of these narratives are very fantastical they got a lot of humor built into them very very creative but some if you don't mind i'm gonna read from one of your instagram posts okay sure all right so in the post. You have a picture of one of your works there's a rope sort of nautical knot component in it and the text reads nautical knots the resourcefulness and craft of the mariner innate in each gesture this knot known as farmer knot or grandpa knot starts as classic over under and through knot then the hanging rope length is tied to anything nearby for extra security so this for someone from saskatchewan especially or you know Familiar with this kind of thing, this isn't so far off from what actually happens. But yeah, it's still very humorous to think of it as agriculture or prayer based thing, mm-hmm. sort of conflating with these nautical ideas. And I think that's something that is very, you know, I think is very apparent in the show, especially when you think of the ski jump, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Saskatchewan wouldn't be thought of as having a marine history. Most people wouldn't really think about having a alpine skiing history, yeah. but these things are both conflating. You know, right on right on the riverbanks. Yeah, um, is that something you're you're thinking about a lot, like trying to almost twist the histories that are here into into these nautical kind of histories?
1: Um, that that one, I don't know. It's just um, as a maker person, <laughs> like you notice these things and you sort yeah. of like squirrel them away. Like someday, you know. Yeah, like that that was like. I grew up on a farm. Um my grandpa was a farmer, both my grands were farmers, and that was like their MO like safety didn't matter. It was just sort of like um immediate solutions. Yeah. <laughs> that would like get the job done. So that's where I was kind of thinking of that knot. Like I have a friend, he's he tells me a story where his grandpa would tie it down with an extension cord, you know, and just anything <laughs> to get this done now, you know?
0: Anything goes.
1: Um and then uh, the second part, you were asking about the um, sort of how people uh, would would be surprised to yeah, hear these histories.
0: Yeah, maybe. Because some of them are obviously their narratives and histories that you're creating, you're manufacturing this museum, mm. but you're drawing from actual objects, actual events that happened in Saskatchewan history. And some of those objects and events seem almost you know, out of place in Fantastic. a sense, right? Like a ski jump, right? But mm-hmm. it was truly there. Yeah. I well,
1: don't know. That, like, I the ski jump thing like uh one reason i i like love it is um one you wouldn't you wouldn't find that necessarily um in a place that wasn't full of really resourceful people with like you know long winters on their hands right. to like <laughs> consider consider uh, the recreation right. um and also it sort of like speaks to an era where you could you could just go and do that sort of thing right. um to sort of like blow up my own spot here like i've renovated houses and, and done like some construction where it's like mm-hmm. ah this will work you know it's right. probably not pass code but it'll work um and then i've done renovations in like a big city and like it doesn't fly at all they want to see everything <laughs> and I, I i sort of read that as my saskatchewan you can't
0: uh, you can't uh, secure things with electrical cords <laughs>
1: yeah some guy would pull you over and yeah. give you a ticket but uh it's sort of like I hope it's not a passing era in Saskatchewan. Like it's passed mm-hmm. in bigger centers I've been to where mm-hmm. it doesn't fly, but here it still flies a bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's changing a bit and a lot of that's due to like just safety. Right. Well, They're still <laughs> a considering that sort of thing. Huge DIY culture. Totally. Right. Yeah. And not in a, not in sort of a grody sort of like, um, like folky Pinterest way. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? More in like a resourceful, um, you know, welding, uh, a piece of rebar to your sprayer kind right. of way you know um i heard i heard a uh, thing on cbc where they were talking about farmers who are hacking the software and getting it from um, um from the ukraine because uh, the big tractor manufacturers wanted to wanted them to repay for the installation of the software every time they got something fixed. And I just thought that was a great combination of like Saskatchewan DIY and like 2017 yeah. you know, tech
0: issues. You yeah, know? still sort of like, it's like evolving to the, the new technology. And so carrying on from this project, what's sort of the next step for the Saskatchewan Maritime Museum? Is this sort of the final final stage of it?
1: Um, like the actual museum, I don't know. I, I sort of, um, I feel like this exhibition we're assembling is sort of like a survey of a few works I have Mm -hmm. on the go, Uh, one being the ski jump, Uh, um, sort of the germ of the Maritime Museum Mm -hmm. is this, uh, this uh, sailor who in his, you know, um, desire to become famous, uh, crashes his boat and accidentally sort of cohabitates with a beaver den den for the rest of his life. So that was sort of like the first story for the Marine (laughs) uh, Museum. And then there's this uh, Charles Gasper, this character, the Elon Musk inventor, scientist kind of guy. Right. Um, and just through making that that boat, that mobile command boat mm-hmm. thing, um, uh, just sort of like there's like a few hundred more hours I could put into it. Um, it. It will function, too. like it's Right. So I'd like to take it, take it maybe to the river and. and uh, puts around with it and um, videotape it, and just sort of whatever comes of that, actually um, if, yeah. it <laughs> <Sort> of <laughs> if it works. Sort of like sinks, a performance, it might be yeah. Fun anyway. um, yeah. So those
0: two things. But you also have all these sort of narratives coming together around these objects. Do that? Does that carry on? Does that take some sort of other form after this exhibition is over? Or are those stories? done or do you move on to next one sort of i just sort of like when do you decide that this story is over and the next one begins or do you just keep adding on to this one does it get more elaborate Mm
1: -hmm. yeah like they sort of branch out (laughs) so i mean definitely this this last character i came up with is it'll it'll keep going with him a little Mm bit um and then the other ones can just kind of be there uh if i ever want to like draw on them like I, i the original uh character with the the um the boat crash uh, guy—that was sort of like I'd put that down for years and hadn't really thought of it until Leah um, brought it up, and then I just thought the objects were um, interesting. And mm-hmm. since we're trying to like really develop sort of this museum, like the more layers to it, the better. Just right. for um, just to just to make it like as sprawling and like detailed as possible.
0: Great, so, yeah. Um, and with incorporating the archives from the University of Saskatchewan into your work have you found that these have sort of fallen into place with a lot of these stories or have they created new sort of um, breaking points where you actually branch off into different narratives? How has that sort of helped or maybe made the process more complicated?
1: Um, No, it's been good. Like everything, everything they sort of sent us, we had um, uh, Patrick and uh, Cheryl uh, work at the archives and after our initial meeting, they, they just started sending like sending us all kinds of things. So, everything they gave us, we were able to sort of uh, uh, work into the narratives there. Um, I mean, another thing I'd like to do is just sort of leave big gaps and and sort of unknown uh, areas in these stories for people to fill in themselves or um, just to leave it a bit mysterious. Okay. Um, I think I, I could, and I have before, sort of like, elaborate to the point of exhaustion <laughs> yeah. these stories, you know, like, uh, you know, make a zine and then from the zine make a whatever. And then it just mm-hmm. sort of like, um, I mean, it's, it's more fun for me and it seems like people appreciate being, being in on the joke gently rather mm-hmm. than being sort of like hit over the head with it. Right. So
0: for sure. So it's basically an intuition sort of an art of knowing when it's, when it's over and what, what comes next in, future projects like are you going to con- is this something you would something you would do again where you're looking at these like that seems to be a very common thread through a lot of your work where these sort of narratives evolve are mm-hmm. there new ideas uh happening right now or is it still or is it all saskatchewan maritime museum right now Hmm.
1: uh i don't know like i i really liked the idea of going to the archives and we mm-hmm. did it sort of uh sort of semi-backward this time. Like, I brought I brought some narratives and some objects mm-hmm. to the archive and then looked for evidence to tie them in mm-hmm. to this museum um, or into the archives. Uh, whereas it might be more interesting to just go into an archive or, you know, history room or something like that and sort of see what comes of it.
0: Okay. Um, and
1: build something from scratch, sort of like that. Yeah. So...
0: That'd be interesting. And then, I mean, the thing, too, about bringing your own objects in and your own storylines is already and adding in the archive is you create this pleasant complication about what is fact and what is fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something you can play with a lot. You've obviously incorporated a lot of humor into it, starting from scratch. I guess maybe the process is quite a bit different then. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's been a super fun part of all this is sort of like... um, messing with uh how messing with the idea of like uh history being any sort of like um concrete or um finished project mm-hmm. i don't i'm not even sure if you talk to like a, a serious uh historian they would probably agree with me mm-hmm. uh but sort of more of like a general citizens of saskatchewan or western Ca- uh, western uh mm-hmm. world there is sort of an idea that uh, history happened and and the take that's being presented is the is the only take mm-hmm. you know so it's it's fun to sort of um present an alter take or just present the idea that what anyone's experience is is as valid as the official take or you know right. uh, family stories or wherever you get your history from is mm-hmm. completely as valid even though it may not be recorded or <laughs> right. you know, that's the only that's the only difference really is that you, it's not recorded yet, right you know so right
0: and that's part of what historians are doing right now is interjecting these multiple perspectives mm-hmm. and looking for the unheard voices and these kind of things and mm-hmm. um yeah, you're doing exciting. that with a very sort of embellished and uh <laughs> well <laughs> yeah i mean that in the in in a very complimentary way but yeah yeah before Hopefully. we wrap up here, Todd, is there, is there any anything else that you would like to like to discuss or like to mm. tell our listeners?
1: Yeah, I don't, uh, the I'm not sure was the air, but the show should be up at the Kenderdy until mid August. Okay, um, and uh, you're free to come check that out. Yeah, I think that's it. That's all I got on the horizon. (laughs) Great.
0: Um, Well, like Todd said, uh, the Saskatchewan Maritime Museum opens Friday, June 16th at 7.30 p.m. That's the opening reception at the Kenderdine Art Gallery at the University of Saskatchewan. Todd, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. Thanks. Cool. And thank you for tuning into Unframed. Conversations about the arts in Saskatoon on CFCR 90.5 or streaming live around the world at cfcr.ca. If you would like to find this episode or any other past episodes, please search Unframed Radio on iTunes podcasts or visit our website, unframedradio.com. Once again, I'm your host, Cole Thompson, and have a great evening.